Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my co-host Chandler Klebs, who's going to be joining us uh, from Lee's Summit, Missouri in about 15 minutes. Okay, this is episode number 205. We've been doing this since January of two, 2011. And uh, the, the theme of today's show is extremely important. It's, it's called Free Will Belief and Climate Change Denial. And so the idea is like most of our shows are about explaining why we don't have a free will. Some shows like, like tonight's are about explaining why this matters. All right, let me get right into this. Uh, Pew Research did a, a survey in 2014 that uh, showed that about 56% of Americans believe, deny that climate change is happening and deny that human beings are causing it. Okay, 56%, over a majority of, of um, Americans are in complete denial about this, this major climate change crisis. Now, you may be asking, how is this belief in free will related to that? Before I get into that, I just want to briefly describe what the term free will means. Free will is that like, for example, with morality, if, if I do something right, then I, I did it of my free will, so I deserve to be fundamentally credited for this. You know, it, it was I did it of my free will, nothing or no one made me do it, so I get the credit. If I do something wrong, nothing that isn't in my control or no one made me do it, so I'm fundamentally responsible and I deserve punishment and, and all this stuff, okay? So it's the idea that what we do is essentially up to us it has problems. I mean, first of all, it, we don't have a free will. And again, like, there's uh, many episodes that we've done in the past that explain that. But relative to climate change, here's the problem. Um, sometimes in psychology, there's something that's known as denial. And denial is, is something that happens unconsciously. We, we're not aware that we're denying something, but, but it happens to all of us. Let's say you know, where somebody accuses us of doing something really, really wrong, you know, and like we need to like ourselves. Part of like we need to, you know, to have healthy self-images, we need to like the people around us, you know. So like if somebody's telling us like we did, did something really, really wrong, some of us are not able to, to face this objectively, are not able to admit it, you know, and so what happens is their unconscious makes them deny you know, that, that they did that wrong or deny that that wrong even happened, okay? That, this is called psychological denial. It's a very basic, you know, um, principle in psychology that it's been known for, for decades and decades, okay? Now, how does it relate to this climate change denial and free will belief? Okay, um, here's what's happening. <clears throat> scientists, climate scientists, are telling people, you know, what we're doing, you know, if we don't stop, if we don't reverse course, if we don't do a lot, to correct what we've done, you know, in a hundred years, um, the civilization we know will not exist. I mean, you know, the, 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 between the rising sea levels and the rising temperatures and the, the, the disease from, from, from he, um, high temperatures and the lack of food and all, I mean, this place will be extremely difficult. Like, you know, we, we might go from the seven billion people we are now to, to less than a billion, who knows, less, less than half a billion. That's how dire it is. So, so basically, climate scientists are telling people, listen, what we're doing has dire consequences. Not, it, this isn't just 100 years. This, this, like, this is about our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids. You know? um, so anyway, so like, what happens is that like, 
People can't handle that. People say, oh my God, because people believe they have a free will. You know, here in the United States, almost everybody believes they have a free will. So they, you know, when they hear these climate scientists say this, what they're hearing is like you of your free, so of your free will are doing something really evil, which means you're evil, which means you're callous, you're indifferent, you're a horrible person by doing this. Okay. So naturally, you know, when scientists tell, you know, people what we're doing collectively to the planet and they blame themselves because they believe they have a free will, many people, again, 56% um, in the United States, um, well, I don't know if all of them go, are denying it because of this, this free will-based thing, but a lot of people will deny that climate change is happening and that we're causing it because they believe that they're being personally indicted. Okay, now to, to explain how this would change as we overcome our belief in free will and to, to kind of like demonstrate how it's really important that we overcome our belief in free will, let's say by some miracle by next year, everybody got that nobody has a free will. And you know, maybe people aren't completely comfortable with it. It's like when, when people first learned that we evolved from you know, lower primates and from tree shrews and from amoeba-like you know, single-celled organisms, it was difficult for people to accept at first, but then they got it. So, all right, so people might not you know, completely like it, even though there's a lot of benefits to understanding we don't have free will. So like, let's say a year from now, but people get it. People really get it you know, completely. All right, then the scientists are telling us, listen, you know, uh, with these greenhouse gas emissions, um, we are basically, you know, creating uh, an unsustainable future, a future that, you know, as, uh, as soon as maybe 20 years from now, will, I mean, you know, the, for example, just these, 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 these major storms, one thing that climate change um, does, it creates, it, it, it intensifies the power of storms. So a Category 3 hurricane would now become a Category 4, a Category 4, a Category 5. Um, that's just one of the effects. So it was like it creates droughts, it cre creates floods, it, it creates so much heat that the plants can't grow. It, 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 it warms the climate, so like there's these kind of like insects and, and um, disease bearing kind of like organisms that they might have, they might have one mating season, you know, the temperature now, but as the temperature rises, they might have two or three, you know, just like it basically overpowers our resources to fight them. So, I mean, climate change has so many, you know, threats to humanity on so many different levels. And again, it's like, so now, all right, so the scientists are telling people this, right? But people, as, as we said, they understand that they don't have a free will. So, like, they are very correctly not blaming themselves. I mean, free will is not fundamentally our fault because we don't have a free will. I mean, whether, whether you know, you ask, all right, like, if it's not our fault, who's our, whose fault is it? If you believe in God, okay, I, I tend to believe in God, you know, because I, I equate God with the laws of nature, God with the universe. Um, it's called pantheism. Um, I, Einstein was a pantheist also. Uh, basically, fine. We'd have to blame God or the universe, but we don't blame ourselves for things that are not under our control. So again, so like, you know, the scientists are telling people these very, you know, dire warnings about our future if we don't address climate change. But now that they understand that nobody has a free will, first of all, there's a sigh of relief. I mean, like, you know, it's a silver lining, you know, around the cloud that it's not our fault. We, we don't have to, like, feel horribly guilty about what we're doing. But, you know, the thing, the thing is, like, you know, to the extent that we understand we don't have free will, we don't go into denial. 56% of us don't go into denial or however many, much the percentage is based on this free will belief. 
you know? And so, like, so fine. So, like, scientists are telling us this, and because we don't believe in free will, we're able to hear it, we're able to understand it, we're able to appreciate it, and then, fine, some people, will, some people say, well, you know, if we don't believe that we have a free will, we won't blame ourselves, and we'll say, well, we're not going to do anything about it because it's not our fault. No, that's not going to happen. Fine, we, we, won't, we won't address it because we feel responsible for it, because we feel we cause it of our free will. We'll address it because we care about our kids, and we care about our grandkids, and we care that our grandkids, you know, will have kids of their own and grandkids. We care about future generations. So we won't, like, address climate change because we feel personally responsible. We'll do it because of our compassion, our, our caring for, for not just human beings, for, but for other life forms. So, all right, so that's, that's why this is so, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we've done so many of these shows. We have a, a meetup in Manhattan. We've got another show in Manhattan. You know, it's on every week, uh, Wednesdays at 11. We've published books about this. I've, I've led um, debates on this. Part of the challenge is to get people to understand that we don't have a free will. But then a lot of people are beginning to get this. They, they say, fine, all right, you know, our unconscious makes our decisions. You know, there's this, this law of cause and effect that explains why our decisions aren't ours. You know, there's, there's various ways of understanding why we wouldn't have a free will. So people are understanding this, but a lot of people are saying, all right, so what? So what? I don't have free will, you don't have free will, big deal. No, it's a huge deal. And again, this, this, this episode dedicated to climate change explains why. Um, this is probably, the, the free will belief climate change connection is probably the most significant implication of our belief in free will. It's, it's probably the, um, the, 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 um, the one case where free will belief is doing probably more harm than, than other, all other cases put together. But I mean, free will belief, you know, harms us on a personal level. It causes us, for example, to blame the poor for being poor, for choosing to be poor. I mean, who, who chooses to be poor? It blames criminals for, for choosing to be criminal. No, it just, it creates a very dysfunctional, really delusional society. You, got, you have to understand that, like, you know, the belief in free will is pervasive, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. And that means that our, our world is completely deluded about the fundamental nature of human behavior. You know, the reality, as Charles Darwin, Sigmund Freud, and Albert Einstein, probably our, our three top greatest minds, understood, they each understood this. The reality is that we don't have a free will, but, you know, we, you know, we haven't been able to accept that yet. And it's not like the logic is so difficult, you know. For example, one way we explain it, like, the, the understanding in physics is that everything has a cause. It's called cause and effect, and it's a law of physics, the law of cause and effect. And that means when something happens, something is causing it. Now, I mean, it's very simple. When you apply this to anything we might do, we, we human beings might decide, for example, it's very simple to see how these decisions are not up to us. Because, like, basically, we make a decision, right? That decision has a cause. Okay, now remember, everything has a cause. So there's going to be a cause to that decision, and then there's going to be a cause to that decision. Now, the one thing to keep in mind with this cause and effect chain is that the cause is always going to come before what it causes, the effect. So, like, so we make a decision, the cause of the decision comes before that, the cause of that cause comes before that, the cause of that cause comes before that, and you've got this chain of cause and effect, endless causes, you know, going back, back 
before we were born, and that's enough to, to like, you know, make free will impossible. But this chain of cause and effect goes back to before the planet was created, ultimately to, to the Big Bang, and who knows what came before that. So that's, that's one way to explain physically why free will is completely impossible. There's no way we can have it. Some people say, well, you know, quantum mechanics, you know, there are certain quantum mechanical phenomena that's not caused, it's random. That's kind of actually nonsense. But let's say we were to, to give them that. They say, fine, some things are not caused in quantum mechanics, but apply that to our decision making. If you're trying to make the claim that because our decisions are uncaused, we are freely causing them, that doesn't make sense because if something is un uncaused, it's not being caused by anything, including a human being or a free will. All right, so again, so this, this, this notion of free will can be refuted in a variety of ways. You can put it to the test, you know, try to blank your mind for 15 seconds and understand that you weren't able to do that and then try to, try to acknowledge, appreciate that no, those thoughts that were coming into your mind, as hard as you might try not to have them, were not coming of your free will. And that, that's how our minds work. All right, so again, like this show has been about why it's so important for our world to acknowledge and understand that free will is an illusion. Okay? Not only will it help us you know, navigate our, our personal lives and you know, like rectify all these like, sociological injustices toward the poor, toward people who are disadvantaged and end up committing crimes as a result, uh, toward people who, who are overweight, toward people who become alcoholic, you know, people who just like suffer these things. Not, they don't, people don't choose that, but, but we blame them because of our free will. It's not just harmful because of that. It's harmful because like, to the extent that we don't overcome this belief in free will, and many, many people deny climate change is happening because they can't face it, because they believe they have a free will, and, and that, that, that understanding is too too impossible for them to accept. So they go into denial. They deny, no, like, I couldn't be such a horrible person. My friends couldn't be so horrible. My family couldn't be so horrible as to, like, you know, be de destroying civilization. So, you know, so climate change can't be happening. That's what people conclude. So, again, to the extent we can overcome that, to the extent that people can understand that we don't have a free will, then yes. Then when scientists tell people, listen, you know, at, at the current rates, you know, if we continue doing what we're doing, if we don't do massive amounts actually to reverse what we've done, then civilization as we know it will, will certainly end by, by 100 years. I mean, like, again, it, we, we might be saved by some miracle, but I'm not sure we should, we should rely on that. Um, if, if we don't do what, what, what we need to do, not only will, you know, civilization end within 100 years, but like our children and grandchildren are going to suffer, you know, uh, things that we can't even imagine sometimes. Again, because the, the climate it affects so many, it, it affects diseases, it affects floods, it affects hurricanes, it affects, affects tornadoes, wildfires fires across the board. All right, so I hope you understand how our world overcoming the illusion of free will is not just a matter of getting something true. It's a matter, actually, of our, our continued existence as a civilization. Now, fine, you know, life will continue to go on, but the human race may not unless we overcome this free will and start addressing climate change. Thanks for watching. Hello, my name is Chandler Klebs, and George Ortega asked me to record a video speaking about um, free will belief and its connection with climate change denial. And this is a little bit of a difficult subject for me, I will admit, because I'm not very familiar with the science behind climate change, 
but I do understand how free will belief causes denial in a variety of ways. And George already explained some of it. People don't want to feel like they're a bad person. And so when they're being told that what they're doing is destroying the planet, well, they tend to not like that very much. They want to feel like they're a good person. They don't do bad things. And so they're like, oh, well, no, climate change isn't caused by humans or climate change isn't happening. I mean, I get why people do that. I mean, it's understandable. But see, what George is trying to say is that basically, um, yes, um, we can admit that we're doing something that's bad, but we don't have to feel guilty about it as if we chose it somehow. Because that's the point. We don't have a free will. There's just no way to have a free will, and there's no way for anything to really be our choice. And so here's the thing about it. I mean, it's a little bit complicated because... First of all, a person has to understand the details behind climate change and why it's happening for a full understanding of this. And of course, there's a variety of documentaries like Inconvenient Truth. I also recommend Cowspiracy. And so I understand the basic premise of it. There are a variety of things that humans are doing that is increasing the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. And, and somehow, like, th there's an imbalance of oxygen and and carbon dioxide, and so this is trapping the sun's heat, warming up the planet, melting the, melting the polar regions, raising the sea level, and George also said it, it affects um, storms and stuff. So yeah, um, climate change is happening, although it's, it's really hard to, it's really hard to explain that, but you know, there's climate scientists for that. So what I'm going to explain though is how George is right as far as, well, we don't need to feel like it's easier to accept that we may be doing something wrong when we're not feeling guilty about it. See, that's the point about it. Now, so th this is very important, you gotta understand. Now, because to a cer certain extent, there are some things that we can do and some things we can't do. You know what I mean? Now, first of all, um, like a, a person may may feel guilty because, say, they drive a car and and cars use gasoline, and so that's burning gasoline and that's adding to the carbon. So they may feel guilty about driving a car, but then they go, "Wait a minute, you know, well, I have to drive a car because I have to get to work, you know." And see, that's the whole point. If you understand certain things like that, the things are out of your control and that you really have no choice in that sort of sense, that may help you not feel so guilty about it. At the same time, that doesn't mean that climate change isn't happening just because you may be forced into contributing to it. And it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean that humans aren't causing climate change just because there are certain things that they're, they're doing that they want to keep doing. Um, and see, this is, gets very important because I mean, it applies to all areas, not just climate change. It does, I agree that climate change is probably the worst crisis facing our planet. Um, but basically, this, this does apply to all kinds of areas. But, okay, here's what, what I want to get at, is that essentially, um, people, they go into denial because they feel like, indicted or whatever, they, they feel like, 
they're being told they're a bad person because they chose to do this bad thing. And so that so then they're like, oh, well, no, I'm a good person, so I'd never do anything wrong. Therefore, what I'm doing that you're saying is wrong is right because I'm doing it and I like to do it and I don't want to feel bad. You, you know, so denial is insane. Denial is very insane, um, which but a lot of it stems from the insane belief in free will. It really does, because what happens is you, you, you know, we have this warped view of the world where we think people are the source of their choices. They think that they chose all by themselves to do what they did and that they could have done otherwise. And it's like, well, yeah, you could have done otherwise if the past had been different. Had you been born in a different country, had your parents raised you differently, you know, had you had different desires, different genetics. But, you know, that's the point is you don't get to choose the past. You can't change the past and you can't change the laws of physics, you know, so free will is impossible. So here's the deal. Now, whether or not humanity um, will make the required changes in order to um, reduce the effects of climate change, that would probably mean eliminating coal, eliminating gasoline, switching to solar and electrical sources of power, you know, solar, wind, geothermal energy, um, stuff like that. But it would take a little bit more than that because I've watched Cowspiracy and I've read some articles online explaining how the methane, all the, all the carbon and methane specifically from animal agriculture is actually contributing to the, the climate change even more. Because when you've got many more billions of cows, um, for example, cow, cows are a fine example, because humans eat so much beef and consume so much dairy that that means there has to be tons more billions of cows raised. At, and this, this is what's really tricky about it because this is why so many vegans and, and, and animal rights activists are also closely connected with the climate change thing. That's the whole thing. My glasses keep falling down, so I have to keep pushing them back up because I can't see anything. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, basically, um, since animal agriculture is contributing the most amount of carbon in the atmosphere, like methane from cow poop is actually more, um, has more carbon than carbon dioxide. So you've got to consider all the poop, all the, all the exhaling of all the farm animals on the whole world, which are used, they're raised so that they're eventually slaughtered and humans eat their meat, not to mention dairy cows. You know, that's the thing about it is, yeah, people raise all these dairy cows and they have to basically kill or sell the calves away because the the milk from the mothers is meant to go to the baby cows, baby bulls, you know, the cattle. So what happens is humans, humans and their so-called dietary choices are actually a bigger threat to the environment, a bigger contributor to climate change than the fact that they're driving a car, you know, or that there might be coal burning. So this is where it gets interesting because first people go into denial about climate change. Then they admit that climate change is happening sometimes. But then you explain, well, the things that humans are doing that contribute to climate change. Then, then they feel guilty because they're consuming animal products 
which are further damaging the environment, not to mention the whole ethics. I mean, ethics aside about raising animals who live horrible lives and then killing them, you know, I don't approve of that, and that's why I'm vegan. It has nothing to do with climate change, why I'm vegan anyway, because I don't think it's right to kill. Um, but even if you only value human life, George's point still stands. Climate change, the way things are looking now, will wipe out probably the human species, or at least most of it. The world will never be the same. And the tricky part is that, you know, George and I are explaining the connection between free will belief and how it plays in with why people deny climate change. Um, and so this is important to understand is that, you know, the, the hope is that as people realize, well, they're not responsible for what they've been doing, but it doesn't mean they can't change. I mean, sure, people change their diet, people change religions, they change political views, they change their ethical views. People change all the time through life experiences, and hopefully they change for the better, you know? Not always. Um, so here's the deal. We understand that it's really out of our control of what life we end up with, what genetics we have, what environment we have, how we've been taught to act. So we're not morally responsible in any meaningful sense at all. And that's what this whole illusion of free will is about. We're not responsible for it. But just because we're not responsible for it, as George Ortega said, just because you're not responsible for something doesn't mean that you're not going to try to change when you find out that you may have been doing something wrong. Instead, um, you say, well, I've been doing this thing wrong, but I didn't know better, so what can I do? So that's the thing, and maybe you're, you're able to do something, and maybe you're not able to do something. But the point is that, um, okay, let's take a worst-case scenario. that climate change is going to kill all life on the planet, okay? Let's just take that worst-case scenario. If we believe in free will, and we're blaming other humans for wh what they choose to do, we're going to be fighting with everyone, and we're going to be fighting and living horrible life and dying through war and conflict and hatred even before climate change kills us. And instead, isn't it better for us to accept that free will is an illusion and that none of us chose to be where we are in life, but that we're all equal in a sense? We're all, we're all, you know, we're all victims of, of things outside of our control. So we don't have to blame each other. And this is very important. So free will belief is definitely connected with climate change denial because people don't want to feel like they're doing something bad or that they're a bad person because they're doing something bad. And it's like, well, e even if you say you are a bad person, hey, it's not your fault. You can take comfort in knowing nothing is your fault. So that allows you to edu get educated, look at resources, and find out information about climate change without being restricted by the feeling, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm a bad person. So it allows you to be honest and objective and learn without that emotional baggage. And that's the point that I think George is making and that I would like to make as well. I hope that makes sense to you. Um, we'll be back with more episodes of Exploring the Illusion of Free Will soon. Thank you for listening.